Warning, this podcast contains serious and explicit content from the real-life stories that often involve horrific crimes committed against women, children, and men alike, to the language and comedic angle that the hosts bring to the table. This is a comedy podcast specifically focused on true crime events, and it is not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This discussion, in the first part of a three-part series, we take a trip to Bardstown, Kentucky, once voted the most beautiful place in America. That was until the town's dark side began to show. Four murders, one disappearance, and not a whole lot of answers. What the fuck is going on in Bardstown? Welcome to We Didn't Do It. are the last words that Officer Jason Ellis ever said over a police radio. 139, 139 off duty, 0200. He went off duty, um, and that's the last radio traffic we have with him. Who knew it would end this way? Officer down, officer down, blue pill road. Just the fact that he's a police officer and we're investigating it, you know, that, that makes it really hit that much closer to home because who's to say it couldn't have been one of us. It's been seven months since someone still unknown ambushed and killed a Bardstown, Kentucky police officer just miles from home. Officer down, officer down, blue pill world. Okay, can you tell if he is breathing? No, sir, he is not breathing. We've had a officer killed. Oh, my God. Who was it? Uh, Jason Ellis. Yo, I'm high as fuck, bro. This would be interesting. Feegs, why don't you start it up, and then I'll come in, and Chris can... Yeah, what's good, everybody? Long time no talk. It's your boy, Feegs, a.k.a. Feegs. Yeah. And I'm Greg, a.k.a. Young Hank, and we got my boy Chris on here. Yes, sir. Chris Stetzel. There you go. Welcome to the party, Prexelino. So we're going to do Bardstown. Hey, this one's fucked. So there's a lot of shit going on in Bardstown. Four murders and a disappearance. It's, this is like some Twin Peaks shit. Right now we're going to talk about Jason Ellis because it was the first thing to happen in the timeline of, of craziness over there. I'm going to read this article. I don't know if you guys want to go to it. It's swordandscale.com. So it says, Everyday law enforcement officials around the country patrol our streets enforcing law and keeping order in the community. While the profession has always held a degree of danger, recent events have shown light on the overwhelming odds officers routinely face. According to the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund, one officer is killed in the line of duty every 58 hours. Given the recent brutality, I thought the uh, article writer thought that it'd be fit sharing this story about Jason Ellis. So Jason Ellis, 33, was a seven-year veteran of the Bardstown, Kentucky Police Force and decorated K-9 narcotics officer. Like, right away, I'm like, that kind of fucking makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if you don't know nothing else... It's like, okay, that makes sense. All right, so in 2007, he was commended for his brave actions on duty, and in 2008, Jason was recognized as the Officer of the Year in his department. While many of the tragic circumstances surrounding his death are still unknown, his death remains one of few unsolved murders nationwide in which the officer was a victim. 
So his shift began on May 24th, 2013, and seemed fairly ordinary. The only noticeable difference was the absence of his trusted partner, Figo. Oh, Figo. Okay, Figo then. There's a soccer <laughs> player named Figo when it's spelled like that, so that's why right. <laughs> His K9. there, man. Would have been different. Could have been. It's Mark Wahlberg on that 9-11 plane. <laughs> <laughs> so it says he texted back and forth with his best friend and fellow brother in blue, Andrew Riley. Officer Ellis responded to a domestic... Domestic... I don't know why I said it. Oh, weird. <laughs> domestic disturbance early in the afternoon and later escorted a drunk man to the hospital before booking him at Nelson County Jail. <laughs> Officer Ellis left the jail and signed off with his badge around 2 a.m. Ellis took his usual route using exit 34 off of the Bluegrass Parkway. While rounding the bend, Ellis noticed debris on the ramp which you later learn that it's it, it was like a fallen tree that somebody had like you know dragged onto the road so you know it says he swiftly took action so he pulled over he blocked off the road to prevent other cars from passing he flipped on the overhead lights and exited his cruiser unaware that nestled uphill a vicious predator had set a fatal ambush waiting patiently for his victim Whoever wrote this article, not to talk shit, but they they definitely went to, like, a liberal arts school. Dude, I went to a liberal arts school. <laughs> I know. Did you write this? <laughs> no. It's kind of a loser who wrote it, but... I'm also not a loser, Greg. <coughs> no, you're not. So, yeah, they were waiting patiently. This is a victim. I think he was targeted, though. Jason reached down to gather the fallen limbs and clutched them to his chest. I, he he, to his I don't fucking know, dude. That's what I said. They're, they're a fucking loser. For, they gotta spice up their little fucking... Yeah, right? They can't just tell the fact. They don't need to spice anything up. Gather the fallen limbs. Like, oh, Jason got out the car and moved the tree. Yeah, so he, yeah, he got out the car and moved the tree. Before he reached the side of the road, a barrage of shots exploded from a... Oh, it was a shotgun barrel. Slamming oh, into his torso Jesus. and arms. This guy got up close and personal with it. Yeah. The swiftness and brutality of the attack left no time for him to reach for his service pistol, and he was shot over and over again. The discarded shells of the wow. shotgun dropped to the ground. Oh, my God. Clamoring in the deadly silence of the night. <laughs> Officer no. Ellis felt... Dude, I'm going to start putting more emphasis and like enthusiasm into this. So ho- Officer Ellis fell to the pavement. The tree limbs still in his grasp. His chest bruised from the impact on his vest, his elbow shattered, and the flesh below his underarm bleeding profusely from the gap in his vest. (gasps) The second series of shots penetrated his face and his scalp. Blood trailed from his body, spider webbing its way through the grooves and the cracks of the pavement. And Officer Ellis closed his eyes. Bruh, his final know. watch. <laughs> like, this nigga sounds horny describing murder. It's weird. Honestly, I I think honestly, whoever wrote this article killed him. Yeah, like, it sounds like he was there. <laughs> so half an hour later, a nearby worker pulled behind another car waiting at the roadblock. Chad Monroe exited his truck to see if he could help out and found a family of three waiting in their car. He headed toward the cruiser, not seeing the officer in sight. Upon reaching the other side of the car, he found the body of Officer Jason Ellis. He quickly ran to the fallen man and checked for any signs of life. A pulse, shallow breaths, goddamn anything, right? But no, he felt that the officer's skin was cool to the touch, thus yelled out, Call 
for help. This man is Call for maybe help. dead. Okay, so the guy apparently got shot like multiple times with a shotgun. This nigga ran up, checked his pulse. What an idiot. Yeah, no, this guy's in pieces. And he's like, hold up, man. Dude looked like lasagna, and he's fucking checking pulses. Okay, so Officer Andrew Riley, also of Bardstown Police Department, was one of the first to arrive on scene. He ran to his best friend's side and removed his shirt and vest in a vain attempt to revive him. He removed whose shirt and vest? Just imagine Alex Jones doing this, right? <laughs> Trying to save someone's life. We're gonna get the heart going again. Goddamn liberals, fuck. Warm them up. But no, uh, for so, real, how uh, stupid are these people? Like, yeah, let's pump back more blood like into his lungs, you idiot. <laughs> anyway, well. so his first thought was that Jason had been hit by a car, as Chad Monroe had indicated over. Oh, so he said that over the radio that he thought he might have been hit by a car. Upon closer inspection, he realized these small pellets beside. His friend's body were buckshot and not gravel. The realization that Jason was murdered began to set in, and the night dragged on as Officer Riley struggles to comprehend Officer Ellis's last moments alive. In the days following the brutal murder of Officer Ellis, a full-scale investigation was launched involving all of the Bardstown Police Force and a portion of the Kentucky State Troopers. In the small town of around 12,000, murder was not a common occurrence. And someone being brutally assassinated, especially like a police officer, yeah, that's virtually unheard of. So a thorough investigation of the crime scene and surrounding areas moved forward. But the only evidence police reported to the media was the discarded shotgun shells. A heft reward was offered for any information regarding the case. Nobody has come forward, really. Police Chief Rick McCubin made a statement to the press confirming that Jason Ellis was ambushed on that highway by a person or persons that deliberately placed the debris on the road. They're still unaware if Officer Ellis was personally the target, but obviously that's what it seems like. It, they say maybe at, at the wrong place at the wrong time. I really don't fucking think so. I don't know about you guys, like, yeah. initial impressions. I don't. I think um, he was targeted. The thing is, like, you know... Close-up shotgun... If, if he was targeted, I feel like it would have to be, like, a group effort, which, Probably. like, you know, sort of, like, you know, leans towards the drugs thing, because they would have had to leave, they would have had to know his route, know yep. exactly when he was going to be there, because if they just moved the debris out into the road, I mean, Anybody, there's no guarantee like, that someone else would have tried to move it, right, and then right. might have to, like, move it back and forth, back and forth. But to be fair, it was also like 2 a.m. in a town that has 12,000 people, so there's probably not a lot of traffic out at that time, so like they could what have time just... Was he found, though? Because people did find him. That is true. I mean, well, the person who wrote this article is too busy with adjectives rather than facts, right. so... They said half an hour later, allegedly. Oh, damn. So people were out on the road. Yeah, because it was, it was an exit ramp, so it, it had to be a group effort or like, yeah, like a very... Someone was calling in, yo, he just left point He just B. left. Or they f kind of followed him for a week and, and saw that this was the route that he took at the exact same time every single day. Mm -hmm. And they were just ready. You know, now it's 10.13, he should be like here in a minute. And they, they pulled that shit out. I don't think he was randomly... Like, it was a random thing. Imagine if, if, if like, these were just, like, random psychopaths that said, we're just going to kill whoever comes to the fucking debris first, right? And yeah. then it was a cop that pulled up yeah, in a squad car. They're going to just be like, all right, let him clear they're this gonna, shit. Yeah, never and... fucking mind, right? Yeah. This was planned. 
Yeah, and I mean, the fact that, once again, because it is such a small town and they said this guy was involved in narcotics, there can't be that many people in the narcotics division for this town. Like, it's probably like. Yeah, he's definitely known. He's definitely known. He pissed somebody off, raided the wrong house, whatever. Well, the next paragraph goes into the gang thing, so that's probably. (laughs) Feegs, you want to read it? Okay. So, Officer Ellis's personal life was torn apart, searching for a motive behind the killings. No friends or family were named as suspects, and the investigation moved forward to his career. A local gang called the Bardstown Money Gang, sounds like white people, were examined closely. (laughs) (laughs) One of the guys in the gang, so I just Googled real quick. His name was Brant Shekels. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, that's a white guy, yeah. (laughs) Definitely a white guy. But uh, a local gang called the Bardstown Money Gang were examined closely. Officer Ellis had arrested at least three of its members, including the suspected ringleader. Yeah, Yet again, is, uh, no suspects were named. This is a hit. Yeah. Within the next few weeks, the Bardstown Police Department received threats that Officer Ellis was only the first victim, and more members of the town's small police force would be targeted next. The FBI became involved, examined the document, although they believe it was not written by Jason Ellis's killer. So I guess the threats were sent via Cut Up Magazine. The FBI increases the reward for information leading to an arrest, but to no avail. Okay, so Shekels so- is a black guy. <laughs> he is? Yeah, he just keeps going down. Oh my god, I see his mugshot. What are you looking? <laughs> what's he looking at, bro? <laughs> Yo, his uncle's the mayor. This dude's huh. uncle's the mayor? Yeah. What a, prog- what a progressive little town in mm-hmm. Kentucky, Kentucky that they got a black mayor. Mm-hmm. Seems to be going wrong. Because of the cornbread. <laughs> Seems to be going swimmingly. Uh, <laughs> the nephew's out here shooting cops. <laughs> no big deal. This makes Hunter Biden look like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Hunter's on. the rack, Brant's smoking cops. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, not hell yeah, like, he should have died, but just like, yeah. So on August 10th, 2013, just two months after Jason Ellis' death, Shekels, age 24, is arrested for fighting at a local party. He alluded to the arresting officers that he was either involved in Officer Ellis' murder or knew who was responsible, stating that, quote-unquote, you saw what happened to one of y'all when you crossed us. (laughs) Brad's big dumb. (laughs) <laughs> Shekels was a known member of the Bardstown Money Gang and had been arrested on several charges previously mostly pertaining to drugs and violence. <laughs> the mayor of Bardstown, William Shekels, is said to be his uncle. Yeah. Billy uh, Shekels! I don't know why, but Shekels is just such an inherently funny last name to me. Like, oh, that's old Shekels over there. Like, <laughs> Shekels, like, I just imagine, I don't know, like a ginger for some reason. Like the, a trailer park ginger. The racist in me is saying, no, juice! <laughs> but to be clear to listeners, he's not Jewish. He's I mean, there can be a black Jew. I'm this, sure this there's guy at least three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like looking at Larry David. You can't tell if they're Jewish, so... He looks like the one black guy at the Juggalo meetup. A little bit, yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, man. I don't know his body type, but I'm just expecting him to kind of have, like, 
like moobs. Some yeah, right. I was gonna say he's definitely. And he wears like husky. he wears like double XL shirts, and mm-hmm. the collar's always greasy. He probably wears those joints for like you know Looney Tunes characters dressed up like gangsters. Yes, Looks and he has like a size he nine like shoe. Me. Yeah, pigeon-toed size nines. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes heelys. Mm-hmm. I used to be really good. <clears throat> I never had any heelys. Not a bad childhood, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Did either of you guys ever go to like CCD like cr- like once a week or twice a week Christian education thing like after CCD school? CCD specifically Catholic, so no. Yeah, that's what I'm. Like, I know okay. CCD. Yeah. Have did you ever like have to do anything like that? Um, I not mean, not, not, not just exactly like Catholic and shit, but that's what I had to do. Yeah, it wasn't like a class. It was just like you know Sunday school. But I, don't yeah, I was gonna say I definitely hit that Sunday school shit. I never, I never did like willingly. I had to take it like it was like a two, it was like Tuesdays in the afternoon. We just show up and like play basketball and like fake learn about Jesus and shit. But but I remember showing up with my Heelys to CCD and I'm like, dude, this, I don't know, man. I was like ten, I think. I'm like, cause I thought this girl was cute. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna impress the fuck out of her. And I, you know, I came in with the Heelys and uh, yeah, let's just say it didn't end well, man. Oh. Hold on, where were we anyway? Oh, the uncle. Despite his outburst and threats against the arresting officers, Shekels was not declared a suspect by the Kentucky State Troopers. The lead department investigating Ellis's murder. As time goes on, fewer leads trickled in and less and less manpower is devoted to finding Ellis's killer. Over a year later, on July 8, 2014, an incarcerated inmate at the Louisville Corrections, Danny Early, 33, threatened a correction officer. He alluded to the still unsolved murder of Jason Ellis and allegedly stated, quote unquote, You will be pushing up daisies like Jason Ellis, the Bardstown cop that was killed, end quote. It was later reported by ABC's WHAS 11 that in early November 2014, Early was put into protective custody for public intoxication and mumbled references to Jason Ellis and the Cornbread Mafia, <laughs> another crime. Are you serious? <laughs> These ones the have The Cornbread right? Mafia? What kind of southern Candyland shit? <laughs> so that's another crime ring reportedly into drugs and violence. <laughs> <laughs> So months go on and the investigative efforts dwindle further. Residents of the town have different feelings about the murder, ranging from terror to grief and everything in between. Rumors flew and with each passing day grew more and more complex in theory. Some people pointed out that it looked to be an inside job. I don't know about like a cop being involved, but I, I'm pretty sure they knew who the fuck he was. Like, I'm not budging on that. Could have been his uh, his friend he was texting. First one on the scene. Could have been that. Could, could have been, been man. Overacting, ripping his shirt off. Yeah, shirt. like Alex <laughs> Jones. Democrats <laughs> 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 stole this election. <laughs> God damn it, Jason! Don't die. Not getting this one, Lord. All right. So some people pointed out that it could be an inside job. That's when I went on that rant. Police Chief McCubbins had a pri- had made a prior statement admitting that a degree of tactical precision was required to shoot Jason Ellis based on the bullet trajectory. Whoever killed him had to be decently versed in firearms and possess limited sharpshooting skills. Okay, so whoever killed him had to be from Kentucky. That's not... That doesn't (laughs) get a cornbread mouth. Yeah, and also, what do you mean bullet trajectory? It was a fucking buckshot. There was bullets all over the place. Right. Like, I don't know. This police chief trying too hard right now. 
And McC- other residents McCappen. He's like, I've heard, I've heard, uh, I've heard other police officers use the word trajectory before. I'm gonna try it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, one, one sec. I'm gonna grab a water bottle real quick. Pardon the interruption, but we wanted to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Davos Jerked Meat. Hands down, this is the best beef jerky on planet Earth, and you get your money's worth. With bold OG, garlic pepper, teriyaki, and now Hickory Hank, named after yours truly, you have flavor options, and trust me, they're all addicting as fuck. So go on and get the best beef jerky for the low. You can hit us up and we will be the middleman, or you can go straight to the source himself on Twitter at Real Dave Olson. That's O L S O N for the last name. Real Dave Olson. Thank you, and now back to the show. We good? I got cow mouth like a motherfucker, though. So we're talking about sharpshooting skills. Yeah. With the shotgun. We're talking about how apparently the sharpest you had to have been in SEAL Team 6 to, you know, pull this murder To kill off. someone with a shotgun close the range. The sharpest of yeah. shooters always reach for their shotgun when they're looking to make sure they get the kill shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So other <laughs> residents wondered why it happened on the one night his trusted... Oh, I didn't even know that. So I know it said that he missed his dog. But it was the one night that he wasn't with him. So, is so the it dog only like done it? No, it I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying it's a specific night that they knew that the dog wasn't going to be there. Was it like at the vet or something? Was it supposed to come back? You know what I, I mean? Think like it, yes, because I think it was. I think it's because like they said that he didn't have his normal cruiser, so I think he didn't have the cruiser with like the K9 sitting area. Ah, uh, so okay, have that the makes dog complete sense. Oh, uh, they have a special sitting area. Yeah, because yeah. it's like they have like a cage that's like built into the backseat of the car. Like one push of the button and the door pops open, and this motherfucker's gone. <laughs> Those dogs are scary <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, yeah, my uncle's a canine cop. Terrible. You're what? My uncle was a canine cop. Oh, yeah, that's dope. Some if you're going to be a cop, you need to be a canine cop. Oh, yeah. All right, so, yeah, this, I guess it sounds like he, he didn't have his dog for just this one particular evening. And it was going to come back. And they think that whoever, you know, did it knew that fact because it'd probably be easier to get away with it rather than, like, have a dog attacking you and shit. Or, like, the dog testifies. So the dog's absence was information only a limited number of people would have known and caused further unease through the town. Some even pointed out that since he was shot along his typical route home, it was a reasonable assumption that he had been the intended target. And I definitely agree. Many members of the community dismissed these theories of scandal and corruption in favor of the lesser evils. Perhaps Jason Ellis was killed for revenge by someone he had previously been arrested or one of their associates. So I guess the two main theories in the town are that the cops did it to him or that it was drug related. So, you know, they went for the lesser evil, so perhaps Jason Ellis was killed for revenge by someone he had previously arrested or one of their associates. Maybe the Bardstown money gang killed him for putting a dent in their drug trade or otherwise contracted out the hit through a third party. There was also the possibility that the killer or killers had the intention of killing whomever stopped, uh, you know, being law enforcement or civilian. I don't think that 
is a good theory. I don't think that that's what happened. I don't think that they planted that debris and, and, and said whoever stops first is dying. Because like, like we went through, I think if a squad just randomly pulled up, they... I think this was premeditated, man. I just It just doesn't make sense otherwise. I think that they, they knew that he was going to be there at this exact time. Planted that shit and took care of it. It was personal. Up close with the shotgun. It wasn't from a distance or, or whatever. I agree. That's my theory. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't see anything else logical because, like, I don't I don't feel any <clears throat> any motive in here for the police officers to have done it, honestly, unless there's just some crazy behind-the-scenes shit that we don't know. Yeah, but, like, like a cop. Well, I think we're, I think we're going to get yeah. into it, actually. I think we're going to get into it when we get further into Bardstown. Right now, with what we know, I, I'm fine giving an opinion and then it changing with the next story. There's theories and stuff connecting all of them together, and I know... That going forward, we're gonna get into some sketchy cop shit. Hell yeah, because that's I'm, what I'm, I'm surprised. That, like you know, maybe the the gang actually did the hit, but I feel like they probably got info from a, like a cop inside that they had like paid off. You see yeah, that maybe. You know, movies. I mean, I hate to like you know use that like lines like oh we see it in movies, but you know. Lots no, of this is a payroll. This town is nuts, dude. That's why I wanted to do it because it's crazy. There's like something that solved. I, I forget what case it is. But I, but most of it like this, the disappearance of Crystal Rogers, which we're going to talk about. And there's just a lot of shit that's going on that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And it, and it totally, totally fucking sounds like what, what figures, it sounds like a movie. It really fucking does. It's yeah. crazy. Just like a small Kentucky town. Like what? I, I can't help. But when I'm like going through these and reading these and we're talking about them, like, I can't help, but like, think about shit I've seen in like movies or like criminal minds. And I'm like, Oh that's the connection yeah. that was missing. Well, yeah, like, uh, have you, have either of you guys seen The Killing? It was on Netflix for a while. No, you're always talking about how good it is. I'm always talking about it because it's so fucking good. Everybody who's listening, watch The Killing. That was on AMC, right? It was on AMC, and then they they changed up shit, and, like, The Walking Dead came on when it was supposed to be on, and then, like, yeah. it was pushed back to some other fucking time slot. It should have done well because it was fucking amazing, but definitely watch that show. I definitely recommend it. This is some fucking killing shit. And just, like a town of twelve thousand is so fucking small. I live. I don't know. Let me let me look up the town that I live nearby. Cause I live like you know in the boonies. Yeah. So it's twelve thousand people. Okay. If this shit happened in Escanaba, which is like the town that I mostly get my groceries from. Shout mm-hmm. out to Aldi. I go to Aldi a lot. Aldi's got sponsors, dude. Snacks and shit. I buy all my shit from you, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, Escanaba's twelve thousand. So this is perfect in my head, just comparing the towns. And yeah, this would be incredibly like everybody would be talking about it. So I can't even imagine like being in this town and just not thinking about this kind of shit. All of the theories that I would hear would probably be somewhat close to the truth. Small towns talk, and that's that's the crazy part. That there hasn't been an arrest. Yeah, it hasn't been like a, oh, we fucked up. We thought it was this guy though. Like some wild underground like industry that all the town like takes part in. That'd be pretty badass, dude. Yeah. Like I said, this could just be like 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 right now we're speculating, but this is like a movie, dude. Yeah, it's like I wonder where exactly Bardstown is. Like, is it like a former like you know mill town that got shut down yet somehow it hasn't died? And it was like, where's all the money coming from? Why isn't this place like a ghost town yet? <laughs> like for those types of things, you know? <laughs> dude, it was voted like the most beautiful town in in the country. Clearly, fucking not. 
Nah. <laughs> the fuck? Like I said, all this shit is connected, so I'm not really getting... But there's a lot of crime going on, and, and a lot of it's unsolved, so we're going to talk about it. It's a but whiskey yeah. town. It's a whiskey town? So, okay. Yeah, they'd be making hella whiskey, apparently. So they're all just drunk. Let me finish off this article. So, Figo said his final goodbye. <laughs> that sucks. So, whatever the reason... <laughs> that seems like it was supposed to be underneath the picture. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think so, too. Whatever. <laughs> just, 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 it makes the dog nothing about, like, his wife and kids. Just Figo. <laughs> final goodbye. <laughs> He was bummed. <laughs> so, whatever the reason behind Officer Jason Ellis' tragic death, Bardstown has not forgotten him and continue to hope that his killer will be brought to justice. Figo. Is that how I said it? I don't even fucking remember Figo. I'm so fucking big, I can't even remember how I fucking pronounced it earlier. Figo, his canine partner, was retired from duty. That's sad. So he could spend some time with the remaining members of the Ellis family. Well, that's kind of uplifting a little bit. <laughs> The roller coaster sentence there. A local businessman and retired Texas sheriff, Buddy, I'm not surprised his name is Buddy, Buddy Golden printed pictures of Jason to pass out to all of the local businesses in an effort to keep his memory alive. His mother in law is reportedly campaigning for a more honest and open office of publicly elected officials, hoping to ultimately bring her son in law's killer to justice. Several benefits and community events have been held in his honor, with proceeds benefiting his surviving wife. There you go. But the dog was mentioned first, dude. You know? First, I may have been hearing that he has a wife. I, I, I can't even remember. And, and two sons. So his wife, Amy, and two sons, Parker and Hunter. Hunter Biden. <laughs> oh, it's all starting to come together. <laughs> So, as of February 2014, the rewards for tips leading to the arrest of Officer Ellis' murder is now up to 135000 It's better than uh, the 5000 for Bryce. Yeah, can we talk about how fake this Kentucky State Police phone number looks? Oh, my God. one 800 1-800-222-5555. Dude, that cannot be real. I'm going to I'm gonna call it right now. Hold up. I'm dead ass serious. I'm Tell them we have speaking. a podcast episode that will give them all the information they've ever needed, and we will take their 135 grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just read this article back to them. <laughs> <laughs> I hold up. Nah, that's a fake-ass number, bro. <laughs> you know what that is? That is a... I'm writing this article. This is a placeholder <laughs> number until I uh, look up the Kentucky State Police phone number and then they yeah, forgot yeah, and yeah, then they exactly, posted. Exactly, exactly, dude. I do that. I do that a lot. You're right. Holy Select. fuck, I do that a lot. Well, you know, it could just be busy. You know, this is a busy hour. This is the type. <laughs> this is murder. It's almost murder an hour, bro. Yeah. It's two hours away from murder time. So this is when all the police oh, calls are coming in. Uh, I found some slideshow. I'm looking at Jason Ellis. I don't think I would have been friends with him. Oh, I mean, probably not. Yeah, rest in peace. I'm just looking at a slideshow of photos. I can here. Let me send this to the Skype chat so you guys can. You can kind of just scroll through it. I'm just seeing anything interesting besides just like fucking basic funeral photos people hugging and shit mostly there is the picture on the uh the exit ramp there yeah i see the exit ramp too yeah. no somebody knew that he was going to be there so they said they were up on the hill or you said they came down the hill right yeah up. they came down some sort of hill 
Savage I see it's kind of slanted. They they put like obviously um, makeshift crosses and stuff out of like just wood, and like American flags and shit, and then like a wreath. It doesn't seem to be on like level land. It seems to this this seems to be on some sort of slant. That's what I'm noticing out of these pictures. Well, I mean, it was an exit ramp, so those usually are slanted. Mm-hmm. So this entire area is on a slant. So somebody had been waiting up top, then, is basically what I'm trying to kind of gather from from the wording of it. That's crazy. That's also terrifying. Yeah. So terrifying. This was targeted, right? But imagine just, like, you know, for the slight chance that it wasn't. And it could have just been you. You could have just been, like, fucking chilling. You just drove to smoke a J, said, fuck it, I'm not going to go too far. Just on the highway for a bit, then hit the exit ramp. And you pull over here, and then somebody fucking runs at you with a shotgun. That is fucking nuts. That is fucking nuts when you put it that way. Yelling shit. Probably ass naked or something weird. (laughs) (laughs) What if they didn't even say anything, though? You just heard footsteps, like, running, mm-hmm. and then you turned and... That's fucking Silent terrifying, dude. Silent psychopath shit. Silent psychopath shit. That's the worst kind of psychopath shit. Alright, so I guess... I don't know what number to contact. We got sidetracked with that fake number shit. So, it sucks, because that officer was murdered. So, final thoughts. Fees, what are your final thoughts on, on what you think? I think we went into it, but just real quick... I think it was a joint effort between the Bardstown Money Gang and whoever their men on the inside of the police department is or could be. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? I pretty much have to agree. I'd like to think maybe the Cornbread Mafia played a role just because of the Cornbread (laughs) Mafia. At least the cameo. (laughs) But yeah, like... To me, he was definitely he had it had to have almost been a a targeted thing, though. It couldn't have just really been random. But if it was random... That's 200 times scarier, but... Right, that's why I brought it up, just because I think I'm, like, that paranoid. I'm like, you guys are going to be paranoid, too. <laughs> if I ever see a oh. tree in the road, I'm popping a 180 so oh, hard. Yeah. I'm like, getting yeah, you're not getting me. I've done it in the first place, because I'm lazy. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's why, rest in peace to this guy, man. He he, he was a good dude. He would have moved, like, a tree. He was clutching it on his tree. chest, bro. Right. Say, it with, say it with your chest. <laughs> so... I, I, I agree with both of you guys. I, I'm not sure if there's an inside guy with the cops, but it's very well possible. Could just be drug people. They're pissed. Stalked him for a few days. Learned his route. Whatever. So I agree, though. But there's more to Bardstown. There's the disappearance of Crystal Rogers, which probably be like part two. And then probably th- part three would be the final one because there's like a couple little ones at the end. But yeah, that's part one at least. Thanks again, Chris. Hey Chris. And, and Feeks, it's good to have you. It's good to have you back, man. It's been a, it's been a minute. I don't really want to use the Brady Gronk analogy anymore, but no, no, I guess we, uh, we yeah. can, we'll have to figure we, figure one out. We, yeah, we used to be the Brady and Gronk, so I don't know what, what it is anymore. The Holy Ghost or something, yeah. Yeah, Jesus and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Alright, well, thanks again, boys. Uh, it was a good one. We'll, we'll run part two probably, uh, like, I don't know, next next fri- Friday or Saturday or some shit like that. Sounds like a plan. My weekends All are right. always fucked now. Okay. Alright, well, have a good night, guys. And that goes for all of you lovely listeners, too. As always, be yourself, have fun, and stay alive, motherfuckers.